Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Amen. Over the next few moments, um, as I discharge my assignment, there's going to be many, many prophetic opportunities that are given to you that you should discern, not corporately, but individually. And as you discern it, there's a dynamic that will be created called faith. And when faith is expressed in a corporate fashion, nothing becomes impossible. And all things become possible. And I'm standing at a very critical moment, I think, um, having spent the last 40 years or 45 years, I think it is, 45 years um, in ministry, which is a long time. Um, And to be able to see the next generation and to have the opportunity to go on my knees and strengthen the shoulders of my generation and steady it so that you could stand on my shoulders. And to have this opportunity to prophetically and apostolically pass a baton on to you is the greatest honor that God has given to me. Tay and Ty. This is a generation that is crying out for authentic leadership. And they're crying out for visionary leadership, transformational leadership, and moral ethical leadership. And there's no place on earth and no institution on earth that can offer the world what it needs than the church. The church is the only institution that is not broken. It's filled with broken people, but as an institution, it's not broken. And it's not broken because man never built it. God built it. And you're going to see over the next 10 years, the need for redefining humanity. What does it mean to be human? And as I unveil my message and unpack the things that God wants me to give tonight, you and your wife are going to be on the forefront of the next move of God. It's not because you qualified yourself, but because you were pre-qualified before you were formed in your mother's womb. You shouldn't really be here, you and your wife. But God selected you out of the billions of people in the earth because of capacity. You and your wife have capacity for the next. You're a disruptor. 
And this next decade is the decade of disruptors. God is going to do so much for you. It's, it's literally going to blow your mind. And your leadership team is going to be key. We talked and we talked very briefly. I think you were coming into service. And we both agreed on something. You don't go as far as your dream, but as far as your team. And God is going to build an awesome team around you. And they're going to be able to have the capacity to take you to your next. You're going to break so many um, barriers. The stats are going to be off the charts. And Nielsen ratings are going to begin to climb where you're concerned. And, and, and I'm putting this in context because your call is not about the four walls. It's about a dying world. And you're going to be the proof that Jesus is real, you and your wife, and that God is still the answer. And this generation that is coming up is gonna be a fantastic generation. People have doubts but I don't have any doubts. I'm so excited for what God is going to do with the millennials and the next generation, the X, Y, and Z, and the Alpha generation. It's going to be fantastic for the believer. And I used to say that the church is one generation away from extinction. But you and your wife have given me hope. I think generation after generation that the church has hope because of people like you. And I want to salute you. I want to salute you for blazing a new trail. I want to salute you for having the faith to do what God commissioned you to do. And this is a faith walk for you. But tonight God is going to do something for you to prove that he's God. He's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. And I know, are we streaming live? Okay, so I know we're streaming live. So I, I, I wanna be able to do uh, what streaming live does. You preach first and, and, and then you have your altar call and then I wanna do that. Uh, but if I do, then, so those of you that are streaming live, you're going to, have an encounter with God wherever you are. And you're going to feel the tangible presence of God. God is here in a tangible way. But Ty, I believe that tonight God is going to raise up some millionaires to underwrite the vision. And they are right here. You're right here. You're going to create wealth. You are the generation that will create wealth. You will not chase a dollar. A dollar will chase you. You are innovators. And God is going to use you in the days to come. 
to innovate new models and new industries. You are industry leaders. The world is waiting for you and you are going to rise up and God is going to put you not just under a spotlight, but you are going to be the light. And other people are going to shine because God is going to use you as a spotlight uh, to place on these individuals that are hidden in obscurity and that are currently on drugs. You are going to be the light. You are not just going to be someone where the light is going to shine on you. You are going to be the light that's going to shine on the masses. God is going to raise you up. And you're either in the spotlight or you're the light. And you are the light of the world. You don't have to be in the spotlight. You are going to serve. You are not going to want celebrity status, but God is going to give you celebrity status. You are going to serve him with passion and with conviction and with righteousness and with holiness and you are not going to be the generation of those that compromise. They're going to see God in you. And I'm encouraged tonight and I'm honored tonight to have this opportunity to address you because you are the next generation of leaders the world has been waiting for, the church has been praying for. God is not disappointed with you. I decree and declare you will not be disappointed with yourself. He's going to give you a new strategy and it's going to be along the lines of biblical principle. This is going to be the year that you are going to read the word more than you have ever read the word is going to be your light the word is going to be your source the word is going to be your inspiration you are going to study to shoot to show yourself approved unto God and this year you are going to see miracles happen in your life it's going to happen in your business it's going to happen in your family many of your family members that are strung out are going to be saved and they're going to be saved this year you are going to pray them into the kingdom this is a year that your faith is going to be the highest you are going to be the water walkers you are going to be the mountain movers you are going to be the line crossers you are going to be the finishers you are the ones that God has been waiting for and you are going to arise tonight and you are going to take your place you're going to take your place as scientists you're going to take your place as technologists. You're going to take your place as educators. You're going to take your place as innovators. You're going to take your place as businessmen and businesswomen. You're going to take your place as millionaires and billionaires. You're going to take your place. You're going to take your place as nonprofit organizers. You're going to take your place as editors. You're going to take your place as doctors. You're going to take your place as a leader. You are going to rise. You are going to shine because the light of God is risen upon you. You are going to take your place and you are not going to ask permission. You're going to step out of the shadows and God is going to use you mightily. You can take your seat. Can I just share something with you just before I, I, I give the word of God? 
You, you, you've got to know who's sitting on your left and who's sitting on your right. You're sitting next to a winner. You've been winning since conception. Out of all the thousands of sperm that swam up the reproductive organs of your mom, you outswum every last one of them. You've been winning since conception. If you only knew who was sitting to your right and left, turn to your neighbor and say, she's talking about me. <laughs> I wish I could sit there. If you knew the probability of you being here, if you knew what that looked like, you would be shouting. If I broke it down for you scientifically, it'll literally blow your mind to find out that you're 10 to the trillionth power of probabilities of you being here if I just could break it down. The devil is afraid of you. The devil is not the opposite of God. You, you don't have God and the devil. He doesn't even qualify to be spoken in the same realm. God is the almighty God and he's a created angel. A falling angel. An unemployed musician. That's why he's jealous of your praise. You better work it, work it, work it. Make him jealous. hoping you don't contact, con connect with your true identity. He's just hoping you don't get it. But if you ever figure out who you are in Christ Jesus, we're going to do some things this year. Live church, stay woke. This is our year. I'm the godmother of the church. This is going to be our, our, not just our year, our decade. This is my decade. In the back, um, very quickly, I wrote a trilogy. And one of the reasons why I write is because I never finish a message. 
So in order to finish the message, I had to write. So the first book I wrote is Hello Tomorrow, or uh, Commending Your Morning. So the first book was Commending Your Morning. How many of you have Commending Your Morning? The rest of you, I don't know what rock you've been living under. But the second in the trilogy is Hello Tomorrow. And your past has nothing new to say to you, so stop listening. And Hello Tomorrow is about vision. How do you write a vision? You write a vision, 12 areas that you write a vision. It was the prophet um, Habakkuk that went to God and tried to explain to God why he felt that God didn't understand our human experience. And in answering him, God, in, in, that's chapter one, chapter two in Habakkuk, God spoke to him and said, just stand on your watch and see what I would say to you in response to what you're speaking to me. And this is what God said. This is my response. Write the vision. He never addressed the problems. He said, write the vision. You see, whatever is happening today was planned yesterday. You cannot deal with today's problem if it's already manifested. You've got to have a vision. God, what did you have in mind? And this is why people never find solutions for their problem, because whatever you focus on fuels your future. So if you focus on your past or your present, you're going to see a duplication of it in your future. And it's going to put your life on stutter. You know what stuttering is? It'll put your life on stutter. You, 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 an all season. And what you want to do, you want to take your life off a stutter by writing a vision. Are you getting this? If you want to break a cycle, you do it with a vision. And you write it, you write it in 12 areas, not one area, 12 areas. What is your vision for your marriage? What is your vision for your calling or career? What is your financial vision? Where do you see yourself at the end of this year? Because your vision is going to guide your focus, and whatever your focus is, it fuels your future. Are you with me? So you've got to, and the hardest thing that you're going to do is write a vision. That's hard. It's hard work. Because you no longer connect with your past or your present. You're connected with something that is unseen that God is appointed to appear on the scene if you activate it by faith. So what are you believing for? I already know what I'm where I'm gonna be 20 years from now. Why? Because I had a vision. 20 years ago, I knew that I would be at a certain place financially, socially, emotionally. Why? Because I have a vision, 20 years. So I'm on my next 20 years, so that's 40 years. 
So that takes me to 2040. So where do you see yourself? And you've got to be able to write it. Why? Vision operates by a law. It's called the law of documentation. This is what Jesus said when he was tempted by Satan. And he took him in a high place and said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And he said, it is documented. Whatever you document, you legalize it in the earth realm. Are, are you hearing me? You got to write it. Write the vision. Don't just talk about it. Document it. And it's legal. It's a legal document. This is why the word of God is written. It's not just spoken. It is written. It's a legal document. And you can navigate any spiritual terrain by just saying it is written. And then you set yourself up in prayer. Why? Because if God establishes a presence in scripture, then you could present yourself and you can say to him, according to what you did in Noah's life, You are no respecter of persons. That's how you structure your prayer. You got to give God something to work with. Okay, so hello tomorrow, eight er 12 areas to write. This is chapter eight. It's out in the back. Just tell Darlene, give it to me. Secondly, Goodbye yesterday. So you have commending your morning, hello tomorrow, and goodbye yesterday. Now, this is not published and, uh, until February. However, I got them to print just a few thousand. And it's pre-signed. Therefore, this is a collector's item. There will never be anyone in the universe after this goes that will ever have a book like this. It's a collector's item. You could go on eBay. One of my books, someone's selling it for $185. I don't mind. But this is going to be a collector's item. And it'll be in the back. And you can pick up your copy. What I want you to do, I want you to go to the back and I want you to take... For, uh, I don't know how much this is, $30, $15 each. And I want you to tell Darlene, give me both of the books. And I'm going to be in the back. This is already pre-signed. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do a picture with you. Just a quick photo op. And I'm going to, in another 10 years, be able to use that picture to prove to people that I know you personally. Now, a handful of you got that. <laughs> In the days to come, you will not have to drop someone else's name for doors to be opened. People are going to drop your name. God is going to give you celebrity status. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that declaration. You're going to have celebrity status. 
This is from Psalm. I don't want to go there. I could prove to you. The Bible said he's going to give you a garment of praise. That word praise means to be celebrated. It's passive. It's not what you do. It's what's being done to you. The name Judah. Judah is, a, is passive. It's not active. Judah means to be praised, not praised. Turn to your neighbor and say, treat me right now. Take me to lunch now. Give me a ride to church now. Send me a birthday card now. Say hi to me now. Wave to me now. Friend me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Tweet me. All right, let me see if I can preach. So, uh, meet me at the trap. It's going down. Right in the back. Our Father God, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for the opportunity. We send your anointing. I pray that I would decrease so that you may increase for the limited time that we have to address your people. I pray that you would bless us, that you would anoint me, that you would give me a word that will establish your people in present truth. Thank you for the open heaven, and thank you for the fresh supply of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. It's great to have my entire family here. I'm all booed up. My husband, Bishop Russell Tumlinson, would you please stand? My daughter Stephanie Stan, Alicia Stan, Lakia Stan. My best friend is here, Dr. Jackie Del Rosario and Vince, they're here. And, and my uh, sister-in-law is here and friends are here. And they drove up and they flew from California and they flew from Maryland and they flew from South Carolina and they flew from London and they flew from all over and they're all here. Thank you for being with us in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 1 verse 9 to 13, very quickly, Mark chapter 1, 9 to 13. What I want you to do, I don't want you to use your phones. I don't want you to write. I want you to put your cell phones down. Um, and I just want you to hear and interact at a different level. Everything is being recorded, so you don't have to capture it and put it on social media. It's already been recorded. By the way, it's, it's not your material. So technically, you're stealing. <laughs> <laughs> it's infringement of copyright. <laughs> but what I, want, what I want you to do, I want you to interact with what God is saying to you tonight. I don't want you to write. I want you to hear. 
And then I want you to buy the tape and I want you to listen to it. Listen to it for the rest of the month. You're going to hear it's going to be very layered. I'm going to be speaking a couple of things and I'm going to put everything that I'm saying in context so that you can understand where we are, um, where the church is, where the world is, and then where you fit in the unfolding of God's plan for humanity. I feel the anointing. My voice is shaking a bit. And I want God to do something specific with you and for you and in you today. Doesn't matter whether you're in the back or the front, the anointing is no respect of persons. The anointing can find you and identify you. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak a specific word to each one of you. You're going to find yourself in the message. And then something supernatural will begin to happen over the course of this year. 2020 is a very significant year. Yes, it's the beginning of the year. We've all heard it's the beginning of a new decade. But what is God doing? What is he saying? What is he speaking? And if there's a plan for humanity, how does your life play out in the unfolding of God's plan for this generation? How does it play out? Where do you find yourself? Is there a prophetic GPS that God could put in your hands so that you can navigate the VUCA environment that we're living in? And I'm gonna throw out concepts and you're gonna hear it over and over. When you turn on TV, you're gonna to begin to hear these terms. We don't need to be a day late and a dollar short. It's, just, it's, it's been proven that uh, culture changes every three to five years and the church changes every 30 to 50 years. But we're playing prophetic catch up. And you're gonna find things happening to you. Testing is gonna come like this. And I don't want you to feel as if it's a demonic attack on you. Paul said something that was very profound. He says, you have 10,000 instructors, but not many fathers. I have begotten you. And it was, he was speaking from a kingdom perspective when he began to address the Corinthian church. He said, I'm your spiritual father. And the context was not modern day context. It was the context of his time where the Romans, those that were royal of the royal family, and they were wealthy. What they would do is a father would hire what they would call pedagogies. And he mentions it when he talks about tutors and governors. And what they, what, what they would do, the wealthy family would appoint tutors and governors and the child of this wealthy family would not be allowed to go out in the world without their tutors and governors until they were mature enough to access their inheritance. You are royal priesthood. And God is not going to allow you to leave the house of God without a tutor and a governor. It's a sign of wealth. The poor didn't have a tutor, didn't have a governor. And so Paul was setting us up to view life from a metaphorical perspective. A metaphor is when someone takes two unsimilar things and compares it so that you're able to understand a complex concept. 
It's very co complex. So they would say something like, you're as strong as an ox. You're as dull as a nail or whatever. They would use metaphors. And so if you read the Bible, the Bible is full of metaphors. Paul said, I run this race. What he was doing, he was comparing your life to a race. He used metaphors. He said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He was saying that life is like an Olympic game. And he uses so many metaphors. And in this particular text, if you miss it, he's saying life is a school. So all year, I'm going to be preaching on a simple message called a school called life. A school called life. And if, 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 if the life is a school, then what life lessons should you be learning? And in each phase of your life, what are the life lessons? And life is the only school that gives you the test first, and you learn your lesson Next. I'm just floating that as a balloon. He said, you've got 10,000. Who are the instructors? And many of us are dropouts. But I decree and declare, you are not going to drop out of your life. You're going to show up and you're going to show up every day. You're not going to be a spectator and you're not going to watch everyone else succeed while you spectate. I decree and declare you will no longer use social media to sit on other people's timeline. I decree others will sit on your timeline, but they will be sitting watching you succeed. You are not going to miss another divine timetable sitting on someone else's timeline. God is going to begin to sink you. And you're going to feel a syncopation. And it's going to show up as pressure. You're going to get pressure in your home. You're going to get pressure on the job. And you're going to think that it's the devil. But it's not going to be the devil. You're going to see the hand of God moving you through pain. Your pain point becomes your prayer point. Which points you to your next. Pain is one of your greatest instructors. Wisdom is an instructor. And I can give you the 50 instructors that I'm going to be teaching on. So that you're able to say, if this is my instructor, what is the lesson I'm learning? Death is an instructor. Crisis is an instructor. Rejection is an instructor. What is rejection teaching you? Rejection is teaching you that you have outgrown a relationship, a realm. You have outgrown an institution that no longer has the capacity for your greatness. It means that they have taken you as far as they can and they've run out of capacity and you've stayed too long. So rejection comes. Rejection is redirection. You're here, but God is going to redirect you someplace else. Everything is going to be an instruction. How many of you have been rejected or being rejected now? 
dry your tears you're too anointed for them you're too great for them you're too big for them you're too strong for them you're too bright for them They're, you're too intelligent for them they don't have capacity for you you don't cry when you get rejected you give yourself the gift of goodbye I should have left a long time ago I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Trouble? Trouble. So you've got all these instructors, but nobody taught you. We taught you about fathers and mothers, but we never stopped to teach you about your instructors, a school called Life, Lord have mercy. But in the book of Mark, that was a drive-by shooting. <laughs> Let's jump to Matthew 24, 38 to 39 very quickly. Hebrews 11 and 7. Let's braid these two texts together. Remember you're not filming. Remember you're listening. You're interacting. Remember you're not writing. Because God is going to talk to you. The Bible says, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Hebrews 11 and 7, by faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet. In other words, God gave him heads up. Gave him prophetic insight of the trends and mega trends, the trends that were coming. Gave him heads up. The Bible said he moved with fear. That word fear is not being afraid. It means, wow, this is awesome. God is getting ready to put awesome back into your life. Everything about your life is going to be awesome. You're going to have an awesome life, drive an awesome car, live in an awesome neighborhood, married to an awesome. Your son is going to be awesome. Your daughter is going to be awesome. Your marriage is going to be awesome. This year is going to be awesome. January is going to be awesome. February is going to be awesome. March is going to be awesome. He moved in awe. Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world. Saving of his house. Who was a part of his house? We know that his wife was. But there was Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Sham means name. It means notoriety. God is getting ready to remove the stigma from off your family name. Your name is going to be as powerful as the Fords, the Carnegies, the Rockefeller, the Kennedys. Oh, that amen sounds suspicious. I release a new anointing upon you. The anointing of Sham. You're going to have a great name. And not only will you have a great name, you're going to be like Jacob. Jacob lived as an individual, but he died as an institution. I decree and declare... You're going to live as an individual, but you're going to die as an institution. 
Chanel lived as an individual but died as an institution. That's why we still buy Chanel's. Louis Vuitton lived as an individual but he died as an institution. I'm going to say it again. You're going to live as an individual but history is going to record your name. The next generation is going to know that there once lived a woman by the name of there once lived a man by the name of I release the anointing of Sam it doesn't matter what your daddy did what your mother did it doesn't matter what happened in your family it doesn't matter what you did I don't care if you have a police record I don't care whether you've been to prison I don't care whether you lied or you stole and people are talking about you this is the year that God is going to expunge the bad stigma attached to your name God is going to rebrand you You're going to have a new brand. Your name is going to be powerful. Raise your hands and shout, I receive it. Say, I have a powerful name. Oh, I don't believe that. Say, I have a powerful name. Turn to your per the person on your left and right. Say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Tell them you're getting ready to find out. Glory to God. You're getting ready. This year, you're going to find out who I am. This year. This year. Thank you, Jesus. To the saving of his family, there was Sham, there was Ham. Ham means fire. It means passion. I decree and declare that you're going to get your passion back. You're not going to stroll through life. Everything you do is going to be off the chart. You are going to be lit for Jesus. Glory to God. You're going to sing your best song. You're going to dance your best dance this year. Everything is going to be on steroids. Your faith is going to be on steroids. Your prayers are going to be on steroids. Can I get a little more floor monitor? A little more bass in, in, in the floor monitors. Everything is about to be on steroids. I feel anointed now. You are going to go to the next level. You are going to be on fire. He took on board Sham Ham. Japheth means open. Open, close-minded people are not innovators. Only open-minded people. And open-minded people do not look for answers. They ask questions. The Bible said, ask and it shall be given you. I decree and declare you are no longer a know-it-all. I decree you are like a child. You are asking questions. You are discovering. And it's the power of the question. If you ask, it shall be given you. You just have to ask the right people the right questions. You're asking the wrong people questions. They don't have the answers. I decree your whole sphere of influence is shifting. I decree you are now uh, 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 moving with people that have solutions. Because you are a solution. 
You are not only going to ask questions, people are going to ask questions of you and you are going to provide the answer. The Bible said, hallelujah, to the saving of his house, to the saving of Sham and Ham and Japheth. Something is being restored to the church. The church no longer is going to be behind. We are going to play catch up and it's going to happen this year. God is going to open your spirit and open your mind. People are talking about 2020 being the year of vision, but it goes beyond that. You've got to begin to understand how God is going to begin to marry what you say with what you see. That word paid that everybody is prophesying is not just the year of the mouth, but it's deeper than that. It means that God is combining and braiding three anointings and placing upon the church. The anointing of the prophet, the anointing of the priest and the anointing of the king. That means wherever you go your words alone is going to work for you. You are going to bless but you're also going to be able to curse. That's what a priest does. You are going to decree. That's what a king does and you're going to prophesy and when you prophesy you're going to begin to prophesy things that have scattered. Everything that was scattered you're going to be able to speak like Ezekiel and you're going to prophesy. You're going to prophesy like Jeremiah you're going to be able to say things that are scattered things that are not coming together those things are going to begin to come together in the realm of the spirit can I prophesy for a moment everything about your life things that fell apart last season is about to come together your thoughts are coming together your business is coming together your book idea is coming together your son is going to get himself together your husband's going to get himself together your wife is going to get themselves together you are just going to use your mouth and you're going to see a coming together you're going to see collaborations like you have never seen it before This is the year of collaboration. This is the year where God is going to open doors for you so that you can save your capital by combining capitals. I decree and declare a brand new network is going on on your behalf. You are no longer going to be networked with people that cannot take you anywhere. I decree and declare a shifting of your network. Hallelujah. God is going to increase your net worth the moment you understand that this is the year of networking. We have entered into an interesting period in history. We are moving into the second decade. January 2020. This is not just the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of a new decade and it's going to be a decade of innovation. What better people to innovate than the people of God. Innovation is prophetic. Innovation is faith. It simply means that people have realize that we have outgrown a model, or outgrown a behavior, or outgrown a technology and these people ask the question, what will it take for us to live better and do better? What better people to ask that question than the people of God? We are in a season of innovation and God is going to stir up your faith. This is a season and a year that you are going to have, hallelujah, on limited access to the realm of faith. This is a year that the heavens will be open over us 
This is the year that you're going to see incredible shifts. We are going to begin to witness profound shifts across industries, across businesses. You're going to see a disruption of politics and a disruption of government. You're going to see economies collapsing. You're going to see the emerging of new economies. Many of the professions that we thought uh, would always be around. uh, You're going to see that they're no longer going to be needed like accountants, like receptionists, like factory workers, like couriers, like taxi drivers, bus drivers, soldiers, doctors, security guards, accountants, and farmers. They're going to be replaced with robots. Listen to me. Sit down and listen for a moment. Hallelujah. You're going to see a shifting of jobs and a shifting of profession. And people are going to be caught up and they're going to be carried away with the but what God is releasing upon the church he's releasing the mantle of Noah Noah was able to ride the winds of change and the waves of change and what swept others away he was able to be sustained because of what he built hallelujah this is the season for the church to build their lives on the word of God and the promises of God the things that people are trusting in is about to fail them hallelujah but if you are here today and you're thinking about going to college there are many jobs that will never be done away with number one software developers number two writers writers are artists number three the artists and both of them are needed to create original content out of uh, new ideas and new situations and this is what AI cannot do AI can suggest based on scanning of what is but what AI can never do is be prophetic AI can plagiarize by scanning but AI can never create because the human mind is the only mind that is able to tap into the mind of God this is a year where you need to begin to plumb the mind of God you need to ask God what did you have in mind especially when God said I know the thoughts I think towards you thoughts of good not of evil in other words God's thoughts are going to be more valuable than money and talking about money I might as well come there we are no longer going to be transacting business hallelujah with paper money and with coins in the next two years you will no longer see dimes and nickels and pennies they're going to be done away with but by 2030 we will be a paperless society you'll be able to go to kiosks without any money and pay for whatever you want because everything will change one of the things that are about to change is the emergence of AI hallelujah AI will emerge and it will no longer be a consideration hallelujah as a technological phenomenon The impossible burger discussion will be replaced with the impossible and disappearing buildings. Buildings are going to be built to disappear. And before you think that's impossible, they have already built a disappearing building in Japan. Hallelujah. You're going to see. Hallelujah. Smartphones and smart cars. And it's a hot discussion now. But in the days to come, you're going to have smart surfaces. 
and smart appliances. We know Alexa and we know Siri, but Alexa and Siri is going to be joined by Geneva, who will control your smart house right down to the inventory in your refrigerator, which will be ordered by Alexa and delivered by a drone. When you run out, you will no longer have to drive to the grocery store. Your smartphone will reveal to you that the milk is past expiration date and your smart refrigerator will say to you do you want to replace it and if you say yes Geneva will talk to Alexa Alexa will phone it in and a store by, operated by robots will pass it on to a drone and a drone will deliver it to your front door this is where the world is going you will find out that people that are studying to become medical doctors, uh, most medical doctors uh, will be replaced by a robot. Uh, and so you've got EMTs and doctor's assistants uh, that will not be uh, human any longer, but they're going to be robots. Uh, cash is going to be replaced with algorithms and implants and chips and the utilization of blockchain. Uh, and blockchain is going to be used, uh, hallelujah, not just for um, you buying cryptocurrency but everything will be time stamped and stamped and the data is going to be stored and it's going to be unhackable not only that but the internet of things will be ubiquitous in that it, it, it is a system that interrelates with computer devices mechanical and digital machines and objects and animals and even people you will not just have an ID you will have a UID which stands for unique identifiers and that gives you the ability to transfer data over network without requiring human to human or human to computer interaction and it's going to supersede everything we know about modern communication everything around you will be smart you're going to have smart homes smart cars smart phones smart appliances smart thermostat you're going to have smart security the problem is everything will be talking to one another and the only problem a human being will have is a problem of privacy and security but thank God God has given us Psalm 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress in other words you will not be afraid of the error by day or the terror by night he's going to give his angels charge over you you're going to find out that architects are going to begin to build differently it's no longer going to be about brick and mortar but they're going to build sites cities to house robots and by 2030 robots will outnumber the entire population of human beings bringing me to the next point you've got to understand that the great architect has already built the body of Christ and we are a part hallelujah of the household of God we are lifeless stones and God will continue to build you there's going to be the citizenization of a 
AI. Why is this? Because they're going to be forced to create a citizenship of AI because AI will be working and earning money and if you earn money you have to pay taxes. So the great debate on Capitol Hill will no longer be about border control and walls and fences it, because you no longer will be judged by the physical zip code that you live in but by the, the uh, algorithms of your uh, 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 virtual zip code. In other words, you're going to be able to be hired anywhere in the world and not have to move in order to work there because everything will be operating on a virtual platform. Not only that, but life as we know it in 2020 to 2050 is about to be different technology is going to uh, be like Star Trek movie. Everything will be voice activated and humanity will finally catch up with God uh, because the blessings of God has been voice activated for thousands of years. The Bible said in Deuteronomy 28 1 to 2 and it shall come to pass if you hearken diligently unto my voice hallelujah and to observe all these commandments that I command you this day I will set you on high above every nation and these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you in other words the blessings of God have always been a voice activated not only that but everywhere you go you're going to have face recognition you'll be able to walk in a store and there will no longer be humans that will serve you there will be robots and they will have memory and they could scan your buying uh, history and they will recognize your face and you will walk in and they would say good day Cindy Trim uh, we recognize that you are size so and so you won't have to be measured uh, hallelujah you'll be measured virtually and they will virtually offer you something that you would try on virtually and by the time you get home the real package will be there everything will begin to change give me five more minutes and I'll wind it up technology will advance exponentially you're gonna have biotech in the days to come there will be human organ cloning in other words you'll be able to take your organ and if you have enough money you'll be able to clone your healthy organ just in case this one fails they'll go to the clone organ and they'll replace your organ because your organ will have a perfect match to you biologically you're going to have chronobiology you're going to have body hacking where people will begin to hack the human body so this is possible because now we're talking about 5G and 5G is going to be ubiquitous ubiquitous simply means it's going to be everywhere 5G will be everywhere in every corner of the earth and so when you have 5G you're going to be introduced not only to virtual reality but it's going to be joined by augmented reality so that most people will have to detach 
detox from the realm that has been augmented so that they can know the difference between real and fiction. That means they're going to hack the human brain and they're going to be able to place false memory into the mind and false memory and brain hacking will become a crime in the days to come. And one of the things I begin to pray about, I said, God, give the church the ability, hallelujah, to pattern the next creation of what I call a century purge pod. This is where you're going to put human beings in to reset the brain function and to detox from virtual neurosensory overload. And I'm going to say it again. These are big words now, but they're going to be common words in the days to come. We are living in 5G and everything is going to be hitting us. And you're going to have, you remember the movie Ready Player One. So you're going to have the augmented reality and the virtual reality and they're going to converge and you're not going to know whether you're living in the real world or the augmented virtual world and you're going to have to have a way to detox and I decree and declare someone that is listening now that God will give you the pattern. I'm giving you the idea. I'm loading it down. I'm giving you permission if you're involved in technology. God gave it to me. He called it a sensory purge pod. Where you now have emergency rooms and you go into the emergency room and you have these purge pods and you go in there and then you're able to reset your brain so that your brain functions like a human being. Are you with me? In terms of technology, you've got nanotechnology. You're going to have forensic data analysis. You're going to have technology that will decongest our congested inner space. We talk about congested lungs, but our entire inner space will be congested. I decree and declare that those of you that are part of the millennials, you'll begin to think outside of the box. I decree that someone in here is receiving the technology to decongest the inner space. You have neurotechnology where you're going to have smart drugs. You're going to have drugs that are designed based on whether or not you're male or female. So they're going to be female drugs and male drugs. But humanity is going to be so, so confused. Hallelujah. You're not going to be able to tell the difference between a male or a female. So the drugs will be taken to identify your gender at birth in the days to come. You're going to have, hallelujah, a machine that is virtually driven by AI and this machine is going to be able to anticipate human response of individuals, especially those that have criminal records. In other words, those of you that saw Minority Report, you're going to see that in the days to come. You've got green technology where you're going to have smart panels where water possibly could be made out of air, but it's going to be controlled by very powerful people because in the days to come, water is going to be the new currency and AI and robots. Robots will outnumber people. You're going to have robocops. So those of you that want to serve United States of America or your country, 
name as a police officer there is no longer going to be police officers by 2050 you're going to have robo cops you're going to have an attempt to weaponize weather you're going to have gamification of health you're going to have virtual reality torture you're not going to have to be tortured physically but you're going to be tortured through hallelujah virtual reality right now you have cctv but they're going to set up cctv to lip read wherever you go you're going to be enemy of the state medicine is going to be an all time we're going to treat diseases in a different way ai will become your general practitioner and surgeons you're going to have paperless hallelujah reports because your dna will be technicalized the internet is going to be used differently you're going to have internet therapy you're going to have a doubling of dementia you're going to have aging population you're going to have a rise of nurse practitioner you're going to have a rise of prescription drugs for children I'm talking about children that are one and two and three that may be predisposed our children will be drugged you're going to have 3D printing of human organs you're going to have three parent pregnancies you're going to have medical tourism you're going to have sperm free reproduction your medical records are going to be implanted on your body you're going to have the male and the female version of drugs you're going to have paramedics but they're going to be drones I can go on and on when it comes to food you're going to have a threat of hydro warfare in other words everything is going to be genetically modified and it's going to be farmed and harvested so much so that bacteria will be planted to and used to contaminate fish supply because fish will no longer be swimming in the ocean they're going to create these aqua ponds and they're going to raise fish that means that they will be genetically modified that means that anything that is genetically modified by a human being can be contaminated the recent recall of romaine lettuce is nothing to be compared to what is about to happen but I don't have any fear because God said I'm going to bless your bread and water and he said I put none of these diseases upon you why am I saying this we are living in an, an amazing time and with an amazing generation and what God is doing in this season he's recalibrating the church and the things that were lost in the garden of Eden the scripture said he came to seek and to save that which was lost what did we lose we lost our dominion what did we lose we lost our mental health what did we lose we lost our social ability to connect with one another what did we lose we lost our relationship with God but in this season 
season, God is restoring what we lost in the Garden of Eden. We lost our ability to think like God. God said be fruitful, multiply. To be fruitful simply means that God gives you everything in potential form. It means the day that you were born, everything you needed to survive and to thrive and to succeed and to progress and to prosper. Hallelujah. I'm going to wind it up. God gave you at birth. God is activating this generation this is the generation that God is going to raise up as innovators as in the days hallelujah of Noah so shall it be in the coming of the Lord they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the flood came the flood came hallelujah and it was very significant because this was an indication of trans and mega trans brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen we have seen the first hallelujah revolution and the second revolution and the third revolution we're getting ready for the fourth revolution within the next 20 years everything that we have become comfortable with will change the world into which you were born the world into which I was born it no longer exists as in the days of Noah what were the days of Noah Noah was in the midst of a great revolution where everything was shifting and God gave him heads up and showed him the trans and the mega trans and gave him innovative ideas that was Noah's days and God is lightening this generation to the days of Noah in Noah's day he built an ark what has God called you to build what has God called you to innovate in Noah's days God gave him the blueprint for industry he was an industry leader when he came off the ark he was an agriculturalist when he came off the ark he was a vintner when he came off the ark he was a sociologist when he came off the ark he was a zoologist when he came off the ark he was a technologist God used him to reset humanity's operating system how we operated shifted during his generation during my generation tied during your generation we are not just here to embrace the status quo we are the catalyst of change you are the 
agent of change no one changed the way we did life by influencing industry you came here tonight this was a setup God wanted me to let you know you are the next you are the next industry leader you are the next architect you are the next doctor you are the next sociologist you are the next educator you are the next technologicus that he is raising up with an innovative solution that will change how this generation does life ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters you're more than just a pretty face the reason why God brought you here to live church tonight he's getting ready to turn your potential on it's hidden on the inside waiting for this moment if you had one moment one chance to grab everything you ever wanted one opportunity given you in a lifetime would you capture it or would you let it slip in the words of Eminem the moment the music you better never let it go you only have one shot do not miss this opportunity or blow an opportunity that you've been given in a lifetime brothers and sisters ladies and gentlemen you are the chosen of your family they rejected you not because you were inferior they rejected you because of your dream brothers sisters you've got to understand you are here in this generation in this time not to watch things happen or ask what happened you are here to make it happen I decree and declare the first day of the year a new anointing and a new mantle comes upon you if anybody asks you what you're doing in 2020 tell them I'm making it happen you're going to make it happen for your family. You're going to make it happen for your ministry. You're going to make it happen in your industry. You're going to make it happen. You are not waiting for anything or anyone. God has commissioned you. That was Noah's days, but this is our days. What will you write what will you build what will you sing what will you dance what will you do in God's unfolding plan for humanity the world the world as we know it is changing I would need like a whole day to unpack it, industry by industry. I decree that this is the last generation of believers. 
that will be 30 to 50 years behind culture. With your hands raised, you're working in an industry. And what they pay you is just enough for you to put gas in your car and food in your stomach to go back to work in a plantation. Don't be like the children of Israel who haven't been delivered from Pharaoh. Refuse to see a crisis as a gift. And your personal crises is only an indication that heaven is pregnant with you. The pressure that you feel, the pain that you feel, only means that heaven has you in the delivery channel of the spirit. The womb of the spirit is pregnant. How do we know? Look in your family. Look in your community. You see nothing but pain. Whenever you see pain and it's escalated, it simply means that heaven is pregnant and getting ready to deliver the next leader. When you see genocide in a region, in a zip code, it simply means that the enemy has picked up that this is the zip code. Because he's not omniscient, he don't know who it is, so he's going to attempt to wipe everybody out. And this is what happened in Israel when they said, okay, kill all the boy babies. We don't know, one of them is a deliverer. We don't know which one, so kill all the boy babies. When Jesus was born, there was another genocide attempt. We don't know which one of these are gonna be the king of the Jews, one of them. We're picking it up in the realm of the spirit. So let's just wipe out all the boy babies. The reason why you went through what you went through in your family the reason why you struggle in your workplace is because the enemy knows that in your family, one of you all are the next. On your job, one of you all. In your community, somebody in this zip code is the next. My father left my mother with seven children hurled into abject poverty. We had no running water. We ran out of food. We ran out of water. Imagine waking up with no water to bathe and no water to drink. The nights were cold some nights. My mother put an elastic band to keep the socks up. They were too big for a brand new baby. The elastic band sunk into my leg and they couldn't get it out. By rights, I shouldn't have this left foot. 
I was diagnosed with a bone disease. There was no cure. And right when they said, by the time you're 21, you'll have no teeth in Canada, a new technology was birthed. And they were able to save my bone. And I have my teeth today. Can't walk. That was the attack. Can't talk. It was in the Trim family. There was going to be an emancipator. Listen to me, listen to me. There was going to be an emancipator. Let me tell you my story, because you got a story too. It is not something you're embarrassed about or you hide. You're going to see the um, hand of God throughout your life. In that family, my father, my mother's father, died a premature death. And her mother died a premature death, left her as an orphan. The family line. Maybe it's in this generation. So all the boys, because the enemy always focuses on the boys. All the boys are addicts, alcoholics. Because it can't be a girl. So my uncles, all alcoholics. The next generation, my brother in the 70s, a heroin addict, wiped out at 32. A few days before he died, I led him to the Lord. The enemy, it's called satanic concentration. Satanic concentration. Just concentrating on the family. Not expecting a girl. Definitely not the sixth one. And I was born, I'm an independent thinker. At age eight, I started my first business. At age 12, I was financially responsible for myself. At age 18, there was no money in the house to send me to university. But at age 17, I gave my heart to the Lord. And I navigated my life by faith. I was a disruptor. I like the Pentecostal church because I like dancing. So that's where it was hot. So I joined the Pentecostal church. But because I didn't have a father, I didn't know anything about submission, nor did I know anything about submitting and fearing anybody because I'm not wired that way. The wiring that you need from a father, you get it between zero and six. I had no father in my house. I'm not wired to be afraid of anybody. What the devil meant for bad, God meant for good. I'm an innovator. I'm a creator of economies. I think I could bring it to pass. I have staff all over the world as far as Sri Lanka. Europe, Bermuda. Caribbean, United States of America, what the devil meant for bad. My brother took a knife one day, and when he was high on drugs, ran after my little sister to kill her. You got your stories, and I have mine. And it's not a sad story, it's just life. It's just life. Never use your story for pity. 
you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word. Poverty was a blessing to me. Being rejected by my father. That means I can't feel anything when people reject me. Why? Because my daddy helped me build muscles when I was young, so it don't matter to me. I'm not wired that way. Are you with me? You are here today. And God sent you. It's a setup. I was the first millionaire. My grandparents were multi-millionaires and the wealth was taken from my grandparents. We were born in poverty. I became the first millionaire in my family. I got saved at 17. I never compromised. I didn't sleep my way up to the top. And by the time I was 30 years old, by the time I was 20 years old, I was advising government, 25, building new educational systems, and 30, I was running a country. At 32, I retired. So this is what I do in retirement. I preach the gospel. So that you can understand that Christianity is your life strategy. It ain't a religion, it's strategy. So on the first day of the year, and I'm 29 minutes over time, the first day of the year, I'm going to challenge you. Number one. Those of you that are members of this church, I want you to take a year and I want everyone to find something to do in the ministry. Find something, find. Number two, I want everyone to bring at least one other person with you that becomes a member of this house that you disciple. My challenge. Number three, I want you to make this the year of the Bible. I want you to read the Bible more than you are on social media. This is my challenge. This is what I'm doing this year. The next 60 days, 66 days, I'm reading a book a day. I'm just going to set you up. I'm setting you up. Word of God is life and it will change your life. And every promise in there, God will bring it to pass. He'll make it good. Christianity is your life strategy. People use drugs as a strategy, sex as a strategy. Are you following me? It's only a strategy. They lie as a strategy, they treat as a strategy. Why can't Christianity be my strategy? I don't have to lie my way to the top, cheat my way to the top. As women of God, you don't have to sleep with everybody. You can be a virtuous woman. And young man, if you want a virgin, 
don't sleep with everybody in the church. You can live holy, you can live righteous. Between the age of 18 and 30, listen to me carefully. Between the age of 18 and 30, those were the formative years when everyone was trying to find themselves. I was trying to find God. And I would fast and pray. And on the weekend, when everyone was partying, I'll be home praying. And when others were feasting, I was fasting. I decree this year, a year of fasting. Now listen, fasting is not just cutting away food. It's cutting away anything that would interfere with your relationship with God. I want you to take a social media Sabbath. So every Saturday, turn off all your gadgets. All in favor? We're going to fast every Saturday. Gadget free. No social media. Trust me, all the news will be there on Sunday and Monday. And when you take that social media, I'm going to ask God to do something. I'm going to ask God to speak to us, me too. I'm going to ask him to give us a vision of the next 20 years of his unfolding plan. I'm going to ask him to show us the roles that we will play and the industry, the specific industry that we will play it in. I'm called to government, and I'm called to economy, and I'm called to education. And that's my focus. Those are the industries that I'm gonna change. What about you? Is it technology? Is it medical? I gave you two ideas. But what industry is it? The world is never going to be like this ever again. You need to be like Noah. You need to be in the forefront of the trends. I decree and declare that you are a trendsetter. I speak benedictions over your mind, that you have the mind of Christ. I speak the benediction that was placed upon Bezalel a benediction of innovation. I decree that you are an innovator. I decree that you are an industry leader, that you will create new economies, that you will create new technologies. I decree that you would develop new products and you would take it to the marketplace and your product brand will be as strong as Coca-Cola's brand. It will be as strong as Apple's brand. It will be as strong as Mercedes-Benz brand. I decree a rebranding of your name. I decree that now you don't even need a resume. That people will hear of the incredible things that you are doing. And the same fame that Solomon has had, God will give you that fame. I decree you are no longer limited to the community that you live in. I decree, decree you will begin to think 
uh, uh, through like the use and use algorithms I decree that you would use technology to benefit the kingdom I decree that you have the resources and the capital to pay for the uh, budgets that you will create to start new businesses to develop new patterns to develop new copyrights to develop new books to develop new drinks to develop new foods I decree and declare that you would be uh, able to take advantage of, of, of the technology that is made available to this generation and you will not use it for entertainment you would use it for education you would use it for business I decree and declare that it's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter is being used for entertainment and used for opinions and used for gossip it it will not be used by you I decree you would use it to engage your constituents in transactional activities that you are offering them something and they are paying you a premium price I decree that even as there are going to be virtual counselors those of you that have psychology degrees and sociology degrees that you are developing new models that you can take advantage of technology I decree that you will not be limited because of your lack of degree but you are educated supernaturally by the Holy Spirit that you tap into the mind of God I decree that wisdom might counsel not understanding reverential fear prophetic insight is given to you I decree that you may not see yourself as a gifted individual but the gifts of the Spirit are being made available to you upon demand I decree that you are prophetic in nature that everything that you are doing today hallelujah will move you closer and closer to the vision that God had for you tomorrow I decree and declare you are breaking through you are no longer hallelujah in a glass cage with glass ceiling you are breaking through tonight I decree the limited thinking that has plagued your life that you are having a Jabez experience right now that God is enlarging your territory I decree and declare you are defying the odds I decree you are in your family for such a time as this that you are not fearful to go into all the world and preach the gospel even as God has planted you amongst the tears I decree you will distinguish yourself as we I decree and declare hallelujah that you are the light of the world you are cities set on the hill that cannot be hid you are the salt of the earth I decree the anointing of leadership is coming upon you you are leading in your industry you are leading in your community you are leading in your family I decree the curse causeless shall not come God is operating on you at the level of your DNA and what would have been passed down from generation to generation the box stops here tonight not another generation hallelujah within your family line shall be addicts shall be prostitutes shall be dropouts I decree and declare your children's children will be blessed as a result of this your 
your son will not struggle like you your daughters will not struggle like you I decree right now you are living as an individual but you're gonna die as an institution you are going to leave a legacy behind for future generation I call you blessed I call you anointed I call you great I call you successful in this day and age when the world is looking for visionary leaders you are the leader when the world is looking for transformational leadership you are the leader when the world is looking for ideas you are the ideas generator when they are looking for capital I decree you are money magnet I call your neighborhood blessed because you live in it I call your zip code blessed because you live in it I decree the atmosphere is shifting in your environment to accommodate the plans that God has for your life I decree this is the worst you will ever feel this is the poorest you will ever be I decree and declare wealth and riches shall be in your house I bless you you have started strong I decree you are going to finish 2020 strong I decree your January is going to be the best January you have ever lived. I break every stronghold. I decree and declare that the satanic concentration over your family, I decree the assignment of the enemy is broken. I decree you are hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. You are abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. I decree your burdens are lifted. I decree today God restores you you are restored from molestation you are restored from abuse the real you is coming out I speak to your potential I decree the fire is coming back I command you to dream again I command you to believe again I decree money will not stop you I decree your new currency is your words of faith I decree your mouth is anointed whatsoever you decree and declare I decree is established I bless your eyes to see differently I bless your ears to hear differently I bless your hands to begin to write the vision I decree a divine visitation is coming to you right now I release the anointing of God I decree every yoke is broken I decree the yokes is broken I decree prison doors are open and you are coming out you are coming out of abuse you are coming out of fear you are coming out of hardship you are coming out of unemployment you are coming out of ignorance I bless you I bless you with innovative ideas I bless you with favor I decree favor is surrounding you like a shield I decree wherever you go you will be favored favor shall be be before you favor shall be behind you favor shall be on your right hand favor shall be on your left hand favor will be above you favor will be above beyond you I decree everyone that sees you will favor you I decree your 
worst days are behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. I decree failure is behind you. Success is ahead of you. I decree today you are pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You are the one that people have been praying for. You are the one that people have been waiting for. Rise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I decree 2020, a year of creativity. I decree 2020, a year of innovation. I decree and declare 2020, a year of progress, a year of prosperity, a year of success. Everything you touch will turn to prophetic gold. I decree your hands are blessed with those hands. You will write with those hands. You will innovate with those hands. You will rule with those hands. You will bless. I call your hands blessed. I anoint your feet. I decree you are being delivered from stagnation. I decree your feet are blessed with those feet. You are going to run through truth with those feet. You're going to leap through walls. I decree the spirit of non-productivity is broken off of your life. This is going to be your most productive year. Everything you think about, you'll produce it. I break the spirit of barrenness. I decree and declare you are going to produce you're going to produce your best work your best song your best dance your best days are here i bless you i bless you to be the head and not the tail i bless you to be above only and not beneath i bless you to be in front and not behind i decree and declare you are blessed you are blessed going out you are blessed coming in i decree and speak into the womb of january i call january blessed i speak into the womb of february february is blessed march is blessed april is blessed may is blessed june is blessed july is blessed august September, October, November, December, I decree and declare 2020 a blessed year. Lay hands on your eyes. 2020 you're gonna say goodbye to yesterday you're gonna commend your morning you're gonna say hello to tomorrow I charge you to spend this week writing your vision the 12 areas the books are out there you're gonna write your vision Spend the week. You're going to ask God, give me a vision for the next 20 years should you delay your coming. You're going to write it. You're not going to edit it. And you're not going to try to figure out how is God going to do it. You're not going to try to figure out how am I, how am I going to pay for it. 
You're gonna pay for it by faith because faith is your new currency. So when people say, how are you gonna pay for it? You're gonna say, how are you gonna build it? Lay hands on your eyes. I decree spiritual acuity. Acuity. God is refocusing your spiritual eyes. You're going to see what other people cannot see. And you're going to declare like Noah, this is awesome. I command you to see differently. You see seven different ways. Natural eyes, dreams, visions, prophetic insight revelation perception these are ways that you see and now decree and declare a readjustment of your sight you're going to see god in everything and everyone and you're only going to be looking for god lay hands on your ears i silence the ear the voice of the enemy. I silence your ear to the voice of your past. Your future is calling and you will only answer to your future. I decree everyone that is assigned to speak words that will penetrate your spirit and cause spiritual abortions. I decree and declare the anointing that is on your life will drive them away before they utter a word. I speak to the, your inner ear and your memory. Words that were spoken to you over your life, over the course of your life that you rehearse day in and day out. I decree you're changing the narrative. I decree this is a year where your eye gate and your ear gate is protected. I decree your eyes are now consecrated ears are consecrated, your hands are consecrated, your body is consecrated, and your feet are consecrated. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. We are not conformed to this world, but we're transformed. Lay hands on your head by the renewing of our mind. Repeat after me. I have the mind of Christ. Repeat it again. Repeat it again. Repeat it like a declaration. Say it again. Say it again. I have the mind of Christ. Say it again. I have the mind. Say it again. Again. You have decreed it. And it is so, and it cannot be otherwise, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.